I had free money, I would get myself out of debt. <laughs> yes, I would pay off all my student loans and I'll be done. Welcome to Divorcing Sally Made, the podcast where you can break free from your student loan debt. My name is Crystal Lee, and we're going to talk about how to get out of student loan debt, how to make more money, how to buy a home, fix your credit, and so much more. So let's get into today's episode. All right, so today I'm excited about talking about prevention. For the parents and for the students who have not yet got into student loan debt, I have an amazing guy here. He goes by the name of Cantus Simmons. And he is a former rocket scientist, which we got to talk about, and a school success strategist. He literally helps people go to school for free. So how are you, sir? Hey, hey, hey. Girl plus God, Crystal Lee. Yes. Just so excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. First, let's talk about being a rocket scientist. <laughs> how did you go from rocket science to let me help everybody go to school debt free? Well, you know, one of the cool things is that, you know, so I was raised in this middle-class broke family, mm -hmm. and not really sure if my mom or dad had planned money for school, and uh, I just went out on this journey to figure out, okay, if I'm from a middle-class broke family, how am I going to get into college? And so, went down this long trail of, ended up getting three scholarships, one for the BS degree in chemistry, another for the master of science degree in textile and fiber engineering, another one in polymer science and engineering, these are full-ride scholarships. Full-ride scholarship, a BS, two master's degrees. Okay. And as I was going through college, I understood the importance of internships. So I started interning at NASA Langley Research Center up in Langley, Virginia. And through interning and through partnering with them for my graduate fellowship, they was like, hey, you know, bro, you've been around for a while. And they ended up, you know, working as a scientist there on some amazing projects with uh, military jets, space shuttles, rockets, and everything. But I'm just a cool, a cool nerd that loves science and ended up working at NASA. So how did you get from NASA mm -hmm. to say, there's an issue and I need to help people who grew up like me not have all of this student loan debt? Yep. So uh, two things happened. So uh, after working at NASA, I transitioned back to Atlanta, started developing contact lenses. And at this time period, I was married to a beautiful woman. And um, I would go check the mailbox, and I'm like, who is Sally Mae? <laughs> and so I go to the mailbox next week, who is Direct Loans? Because you never met Sally Mae because you met got Sally all the scholarships. So I sit down and have a conversation with my uh, beautiful friend, and I say, yo, who is Sally Mae? I thought you had everything taken care of in college. And she was like, oh, I was kind of using student loan money to pay some bills on the side. And I'm like, huh? And so then I realized that she wasn't the only one doing stuff like that. Right. And then later on, uh, you know, even as I got into this academic space, education space, people are always asking me, Candace, how did you go to school for free? How did you end up getting these college degrees? How did you end up working jobs at NASA? And so because I'm a person that's always intuitive about solving problems, you know, the same way I solve problems at NASA or SEBA Vision, I said, you know what, let me solve some of these education problems and started sharing my story and just started working with families and uh, taking them through a step-by-step -step program of how they can get the money to go to college. You know, I really feel like if you don't have the money to go to college, your job should be to look for money so that you can go to college. So let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. 
when should that process begin for families? You know, I really feel like uh, parents should have a plan. But even start having the conversation, even as a ninth or 10th grader. You know, the other day I just did an episode with my dad and, you know, we were sitting down in my office and I'm like, yo, dad, why, why we never talked about money, right? We never talked about how much the mortgage was. We never talked about uh, how much the car was. We went from not talking about money at all till the end of my 12th grade year. Oh yeah, by the way, you're going to need $41,000. Right, to go to school. To go to school. And so I'm like, we didn't even talk about $4, nor $400. Now we're talking about $41,000. And I think in our community, we need to do a better job of having the conversation of, you know, the things that we need in life, whether it is mortgage, insurance, um, uh, medical insurance, paying for a car in college. Then now we need to have those conversations early. And so I believe that um, parents should start having those conversations with their kids at the ninth grade and mapping out a plan on how we're going to be able to take care of this $41,000 college bill. And I'm saying 41000 because that's the amount for one year. Yeah, I'm Aver- like 41. That's, that's not in total if you go to a private right. school or right. HBCU or anything like that. But you just surprised me with that answer. I thought you were going to say earlier. Because I typically tell students, mm-hmm. you know, when you get in high school, this is it. This mm-hmm. is money. The moment mm-hmm. you step foot in that high school. Mm-hmm. So I try to have the conversation even before then so that they know you can't get to that first semester mm-hmm. and mess up because it's still going to follow you. Yeah, I think one of the things that, you know, even with a conversation between, you know, a parent and their son or daughter, you know, my dad was like, yo, man, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to have the conversation with you because we wanted to keep you focused on what we said last. And Got what it. we said last was just get good grades. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Do your work, good, 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 good grades, and we'll take care of the money stuff. Now, but they couldn't take care of the money stuff. I don't know if they ever could because we never had the conversation. Got it. I just made it my business. Like, look, bro, I come from a middle-class broke family. I know we living from paycheck to paycheck. And so I heard that, hey, I can get a scholarship in academics. I can get a scholarship for being in the marching band. I can get a scholarship for playing baseball. And so I was like, okay, cool. Let me do all three. And so I got a scholarship in baseball, got a scholarship academically, got a scholarship for the band. And as I was doing that, I realized, oh, wow. There's so much money out here. Shout out to the AKAs. You see, I'm rocking yes, my pink today. you are. I got a scholarship from AKAs. Wow. I got a scholarship from Delta Sigma Theta. I got a scholarship from Omega Sci-Fi. AKAs never said that I had to have, had to be a female to get this scholarship. Right. And so as I was searching, I realized, wow, it's so much money out here. And I realized that people don't know about the money because no one is telling them nor are a lot of people searching out the money. Uh, the crazy thing is the reverse of athletics. You know, a guy can play football or basketball. You will have scouts at the game ready to give out money. Yeah. But you can have a person who has a 3.8, 3.9, over the student SGA, and nobody's knocking down their door to give them scholarship money. I think the system is sort of jacked up. But as parents, as individuals, we have to have the conversation and we have to put a plan in place so we can find the money. So let's talk about the plan. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for parents that come to Kansas and they say, mm-hmm. I got to get my child in school without getting into debt? Right, right. What do I, you tell them to do? I, I have them understand the simple equation. And the equation is GM plus OM plus YM. Now, what is that, right? GM is the government's money. 
plus other people's money. Okay. Plus your money. Okay. Right now, for me, I don't like using my money, or I didn't want to use my parents' money because I know that they'd have. So let's just say that was zero. Okay. Right? So now we got GM, the government's money, plus other people's money. I think it's so important that people understand how to access free federal aid that's out here. And the best way to do that is to apply for FAFSA. That's the free application of federal student aid. People should start that every single year. Even if you make $4 billion a year, still apply for FAFSA. Because what happens is that, you know, there are services, there are resources that are out there, and uh, the government uses that free application of federal student aid to let you and your family know how much uh, aid is available to you. Okay. And then other people's money come in the form of other people's money that you do not have to pay back and other people's money that you do have to pay back. Other people's money that you don't have to pay back, grants, scholarships, stuff like work study. All okay. right. And then there's other people's money that you do have to pay back, AKA student loans. And so what I try to do with parents is, is say, okay, listen, let's break this thing down. First of all, YM, have you saved any money to use towards your student's college education? Yes or no? All right, cool. In most cases, no. Okay. Right? And then let's master GM, government's money. Let's apply for FAFSA every single year. Now, here are some things that you can do to maximize your federal aid. Um, and don't wait to the last minute. I find that um, one of the reasons that people don't get the money is because they wait to the last minute, okay. just honestly, right? Uh, I believe in the state of Georgia and most states now, they're opening up uh, the application to be started in October, October. of yep. the previous year, right? And so you just think about it. If we got a bucket of money and everybody, you know, diving in the bucket and you wait to the last minute, it won't be a lot there in the bucket. But why do you think that people do that? Is that because you feel like, well, I'm only going to get student loans anyway. I'm not even going to get any grants or anything, so I'll just wait. I think... It's just a lack of knowledge. Okay. It's a lack of knowledge. Just like we was talking about earlier, mindset, right? Um, I do feel like, you know, people have to be very strategic. This is Cantus. This is an opinion. I feel like there is a financial trap going on, a financial plan to trap people. And uh, we've seen it time and time again. When the economy drops or people lose their job, the first thing they say is what? Hey, go get another degree, right? Yeah. Then you go get another degree. And you're going to need money to get another degree. And now we see a lot of a lot more online programs mm-hmm. and people throwing money at you in form of a loan to get that degree. But the challenge is you would take out all this money to get this college degree, and then you'll find a job where it's not paying enough to pay back that student loan. Exactly. So you got to understand the traps that are there, as well as understanding that even though mama and them, daddy and them, may have wanted you to go to the school they always dreamed for you to go, that school's tuition is constantly rising. And if you choose to go into a career field where the the average salary or the potential salary is not enough for what you're taking out, we may need to reconsider this. You know, there are a lot of great local schools, local community colleges. You know, a lot of times, because we want the history and tradition in our families, sometimes tradition can hurt us. Absolutely. It can hurt us. And so my recommendation is master GM, then master OM. Um, what I do is that I help people. There are about seven, eight different ways, uh, places that people can look. Remember when we was growing, growing up, we used to play hide and go seek, Uh huh. right? 
and you would go seek after a person until what until you until found you them. Until you found them. <laughs> until you found them. And that's the mindset that we have to have as families. Okay, let's seek out this money. Let's look here. Let's look there. One of the cool things that um a good place for people to start is just beautiful Google, right? You take your education or your major plus the word scholarship in Google, right? Uh, social media world, we hashtag everything. 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 So do this. Take your college major, preferred major, but hashtag your major scholarship or hashtag your major and add another hashtag scholarship. It works well on Twitter. You can even go to Facebook. Use the the hashtag scholarship plus music education, scholarship plus science, scholarship plus whatever it is. Use the hashtags to find that. Another cool thing that people can easily do is to just simply go ask. Now, here's a funny thing, right? never ask. Ask, right? So check this out. I went to a predominantly black high school on the east side of Atlanta, Decatur, all right, where it's greater. Now, we have counselors at our high school, but no one ever said that I could go to the school on the north side of the town and talk to their counselors about what they know. Really? Think about it. That's not a rule. Right. And so the reality is this. Look in your own backyard. Right. Sometimes we may lean on the three or four counselors we have in our own high school. But why can't we go to the neighboring high school to sit down with the counselors or go to the school up the street to sit down with the counselors or maybe even go into the private school to sit down to the counselors? Hey, Miss Counselor. But are they going to talk to you, Cantus? Hey, it's about information. It's about information. See, that's a mindset. They could say no. But you at least got to go try. But what if they say yes? Got it. Right? And I think a lot of times, you know, we matter of fact, we have to have no's before we get yes. Right. Like what people don't realize is that I really wanted to go to FAMU. I don't think I've ever, yeah, I've told this story. I really wanted to go to FAMU. FAMU offered me a full academic band scholarship. I went down, auditioned. They said, Kentish, rah, rah, you're going to be a rattler. Just send us your SAT scores. Crystal Lee, they took my scholarship because I was 40 points short on my SAT. Really? And so now I'm like, wait a minute. I had a full ride. Now I have no ride. No ride? (laughs) Now I have no ride. And so now I really had to go in and to apply all those things before. The academics, the band, uh, the music, uh, the glee club, the, uh, the sororities. You know, I love sororities. And people feel like sororities, you know, they all about the whoop whoop and the step shows and throwing whatever up. But Listen, sororities we, we and fraternities. We pay a lot of money to get on scholarships right. out, okay? <laughs> right, right. I can say that myself. <laughs> right. But where does that money go, right? A lot of that money goes into helping others specifically helping students get into college. And so, listen, if your mom or dad or cousin or somebody's in a fraternity or sorority, hey, reach out to them. Here's another cool thing, since we're just helping people. Yeah, we're helping them <laughs> right? today, Cantus. All right. So I can see Coca-Cola building right here in the city of Atlanta, right? If anyone has a corporate job, normally corporations, they have a fiscal budget, right? And no one wants to cut their budget. They want to always increase their budget. Let's just say... Uh, I'm not going to say Coca-Cola. Let's say Company A that your mom, your dad, your auntie, your grandmama, somebody works at. Let's say if their fiscal budget every year is $2.5 million. And that year, they only use $2 million. So they got $0.5 million, half a million dollars left over. 
legally, they can't give everybody on the job raises. Okay. So now they would use that other money for good causes. So now they have scholarships to support the kids of those that work there in the company. So now go look corporate, right? If mom have a corporate job, dad, auntie, anybody in your family, go to them and say, hey, does your company have scholarships or funds to give to the kids of those that work here at the company? And I think it's so important that we just look. We you know, we really look. just look. And churches too, right? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, churches, but here's another cool thing. Uh, this is a strategy I call pass the bucket. Come on, pass the bucket. Right. What is it called? What's, what's the website that so we can put it's on top of my tongue? What? Uh, um, we build out crowdfunding. Got it. Crowdfunding, right? So this is where you build a website, uh-huh. right? And you write your good cause. Say, hey, I'm Sharita Nelson, and I'm looking to go to, you know, this university so I can get a degree in blank, 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 blank. I would love for you guys to support me on this effort because I one day want to help uh, horses with little broken legs. Okay, so you don't say help me pay for college. You say help me pay for the vision. Exactly. Got it. Exactly, right? We got to have a good cause. We got to have a good cause. And we can create a website, crowdfunding. That's just like pass an offering bucket. Right, pass it around and do what needs to be done there. Uh, not only that, but I think it's so important that we have to market ourselves. You know, you got this amazing job here, and I've heard a little bit of your story, how you got this job. Like, you had to work for it. You had mm-hmm. to market yourself. And the same thing is true where scholarships are concerned, right? Like, if you go to Facebook right now and you search uh, black man, you're going to see a lot of black men on Facebook. Right. But if you specific to say, all right, cool, uh, black man or black men who live in Atlanta on the south side of the city, that's going to narrow things down. The same thing is true with our college searches. No longer are people uh, taking your resume or your scholarship or your application and just looking at it. Everything is search. So if they say, hey, we want somebody who has a 3.5 GPA who majors in biology and is interested in going to this school, that can be a broad number of people. Right. And so right. by searching, if you don't hit the minimum requirements, people will never find you. You can have a 3.4 GPA. They're looking for a 3.5. But because of search, we will never find that 3.4 student that needs the money. So I encourage people in marketing yourself, number one, get your grades up as high as possible. But number two, go the extra mile to influence the decision maker on why they should invest in you. And see, I was going to ask you that, so I'm glad you kind of turned mm-hmm. down that role. Like, what are some of the secrets mm-hmm. to standing out? Like, is it well-roundedness? Mm-hmm. Is it I want to know that you're a real person outside mm-hmm. of your grades? What is it that our, our students can be doing to really get seen? Right. I think number one is making sure that a student's personal brand fits with the brand of that university or that that scholarship. Okay. For example, um, uh, let's say say if you have a guy that's absolutely tatted up from head to toe, he has the whole Bible written on his face, and he's trying to get up a a, um, scholarship with a prestigious university, and it may be a private school, and they all prepped up. Right. They may be scared to give him this scholarship because <laughs> it doesn't fit along with their brand. Right. Right. So what you want to do is that you want to make sure that what you are pushing or what your vision is aligns with the same vision with that scholarship department 
or that or that college. Because the beautiful thing is people want to see if I invest in you, will we get our investment back? Right. Are we right. going to get a return on this investment? Right. Will you come through this prestigious university or college, get an amazing degree, and do some awesome work in the future? And possibly give us some money back. And give us some money back, right? And go make this world a better place. So, number one, you want to make sure that your brand is in alignment with that. Number two, going the extra mile, right? A lot of times, everything can be black and white on a piece of paper. And rather than making things black and white, I need you to make things colorful. Here's what I mean. Don't just write the college essay or the scholarship essay talking all about your need, your need, your need, but more so color it up and talk about your vision. Attach that vision to a real-life story. Hey, you know, I want to go in and help horses with little broken legs because my mother and grandfather, they had a farm back in South Alabama. And on that farm, we had a nice little horse. His name was Toby. And Toby one day was running across the street and he <laughs> got bit so by a wolf. <laughs> right, right. But I love this because you're basically showing us how to bring branding and marketing into the college experience. Exactly. Which I don't think I've ever looked at it that way. It's kind of like, okay, I want the money, give me the money school. Right. Instead of saying, I'm so marketable, mm-hmm. I'm so brandable, your school is going to miss out if you don't exactly. have me. The school and the people who are giving the money. Right. And I think those are the things that people don't talk about. Well, I guess you and I talk about it. That's why we have this 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 uh, resource. But you here. and I are passionate about right. this. We've had conversations right. last year, the right. year before right. about right. this problem. Mm-hmm. But people just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so important that individuals like us, that we continue to speak up. Um, you know, one of the cool things that I've been able to do every year, two and three times a year, I have a seven week what I call it a boot camp. And for seven weeks, I walk families through this process, right? And if people are interested, they can just, you know, go to my website. And uh, we had one father, he would show up every single day, excuse me, every single week. And in those seven weeks, um, we got him $35,000. Wow. Right? Uh, there's another parent, and we went through those programs, and she walked it out every single step until the first day of college. And because she walked out everything right before the first day of college, they were able to send their student. He had a scholarship for basketball, plus a scholarship in video game design, plus a scholarship in something else. And the day before school started, they had all the money they needed wow. because they didn't give up on the principles. They didn't give up on the hunt. And I think the mindset a lot of time is oh, there's no money out there, right? How much money is out there, Kansas? There have been reports that there is about $2.5 billion of unclaimed college funds. Oh, my goodness. $2.5 billion of unclaimed college funds. You can do the research on this. And um, a lot of times it's just because people don't apply. Matter of fact, I have an organization. They email me their scholarships every single year. And they say, Kansas, we're trying to give away money, but people don't apply. I have a database of scholarships, right? And this organization tells me people just don't apply. And so they have to end up just giving the money to somebody at the, at the end because worthy candidates just don't apply. And I think wow. it's so important that we have to take action. The information is out there. have to take action. So I want to give people your information so that they're 
able to work with you. Mm -hmm. But I first want to quickly touch on after the problem, Mm -hmm. because though I know you Mm -hmm. really work with parents Mm -hmm. to get students free money. You also deal with people who need help after the fact. Right. That's why that equation GM plus OM plus YM. Right. So OM, we talked about uh, money that you uh, don't have to pay back. But the money that you do have to pay back in student loans, you first of all have to have a plan, right? So going into going into this, uh, you gotta have to have to have a plan to pay it back. Number one, okay, let's knock out all of our expenses. We know, you know, what we gotta do as far as bills. But if we have to start a side business to be able to knock this thing out, you gotta have a plan. If you need to start a business just so you can get the tax write-offs to get more back, what is on your W-2 or whatever, more back per month, then now you start a home-based business. Now because you have the benefits of the country and the, uh, the taxes that go along with that, because you have a home-based business, use that extra money that you get back to now start paying those student loans off. So you said that you've had somebody is old as, or excuse me, as young as... <laughs> 70. 70 years old to say, I need help with my student loans. Mm-hmm. And I have people online who are like, can we talk about federal programs, mm-hmm. state programs that'll pay my loans off for me? A lot of people just want this to go away. Mm-hmm. They want to pretend like, you know, it didn't happen mm-hmm. or that, you know, the next president is going to come in and on right. the first day is like, delete and right. all the loans are gone or somebody's going to pay them off. Mm-hmm. Are there programs, Cantus? Is there a secret society of programs that they are paying <laughs> off student loans because I need to know myself. Right, right, Cantus, right. where is this right. money to pay off right. the student loans? I think it's the same way that we work with scholarships. You have to search it out. You know, you definitely have to search it out. Uh, one of the things that uh, I do know is that there are programs that the federal government has um, where you can have, what's the it's a word that they use where they sort of restore what you've already done, right? Also, too, based on what career fields you go into, and after working those career fields over a period of time, especially with teachers, right? It's like, all right, cool. You got an education degree. You've been faithfully serving uh, the state after a period of time. Then they either reduce or remove a lot of your student loans. But even a lot of the forgiveness. That's, yeah, that's what I'm looking uh, for, forgiveness. People don't always qualify. Mm-hmm. So they tell you make this amount of payments, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people actually get the forgiveness. Right. Because, again, it goes back to what Cantor said and what I agree on, too. It's kind of a trap. Yep. Yep. Here's a, here's a, here's a crazy thing that, um, so it's a few years back, maybe a decade back, around 2007, 2008, we had a huge uh, housing issue, Right. And the amazing thing about houses and mortgage, people could foreclose on a house, file bankruptcy to get out of whatever that that house crisis was. You can't do that with a student loan. Mm-mm, I tried. You can't do that with a student loan, right? And so I think it's definitely part of a trap. Uh, but one of the things that you have to do, I believe that that we all are going to have to do is step outside the trap and look for ways to increase what we're doing income-wise to be able to pay it back. Um, and also, you know, when we look at the numbers, somebody sent me an article of the day and I got to finish reading it, but you know, college tuition is going up to like a hundred thousand dollars per year, per year, per year. Crazy. Right. And so now when you add interest to that, 
if you take out a student loan, all right, cool. What job, what career field should you go into to be able to make those payments? It may not be worth going to that school to put you in a lifetime of debt of and bondage, debt. right? Yes. Right? So when I went to grad school, I'm like, wow, I see a lot of brothers riding around in Range Rovers and nice, nice whips and cars. And later on, I found out that by playing the financial game, take money out in other interest-bearing accounts, you take money out there to pay the student loan bill, right? And then now you use that money to grow on, on the back end. And so now, because it's growing over time, when you graduate, you're actually knocking out the student loan as well as having some money to live off on live off on when you graduate. So And these are things that people don't talk about. People don't talk about. Right. We definitely don't talk about. Right. When I say we, I'm talking about black people. Mm-hmm. But it's happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? Money is money, right? This world is built off of capitalism. This world is bit, uh, built off of interest. Everything has interest. Why? Is because you can use interest to hurt you or use interest to increase you. And so based on those money tactics, even with this whole thing with, with having a home-based business, right, why is it that certain business owners, right, they don't pay a lot of taxes because they have businesses versus people who don't have businesses, you pay a lot more in taxes. But if you understand how the tax game is played and you do it right and according to the laws of the land, now you can leverage your home-based business or your business now to now be able to knock out and make payments in another area to get out of any type of debt that you're in. So all of this is just a financial game and knowing how to play it. Knowing how to play the game. Wow. Knowing how to play the game. Knowing how to play the game. You know, one of the cool things that you know you and I talked about, I'm actually going to do it this year, is just bringing a bunch of experts and for for seven days. I know you're gonna be. You're gonna, <laughs> I mean, you you probably have the biggest mouth, right? You got the biggest mouth and the biggest platform. Where now for seven days we just have all of the people that know these strategies and techniques every single day for an entire week, just talking about it, just teaching on it, and giving people the opportunity to run with it. When I heard your story, I was like, oh, yeah, Chris, look, I got I to gotta do something about we this. We sat on the phone for <laughs> hours. I mean, we came up with names and everything. Yep, Kids is like, yep. you better not go steal this. Right. But we were really kind of vibing on that mm-hmm. because we know that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are ways out here. It's ways to get the money before you get in the yep. debt. Yep. And then there are ways after you have the debt to actually pay it off or figure out a way yep. or something. But I really want for our mindset to be right, right to figure that out. Here's another thing right now, just even with this mindset. So I have parents who are going through my program trying to find, find money for their kids and the parent has student loan debt. So they're fearing even going through this process because it's like, oh, I know what happened to me. Right. So now we got two generations of student loan debt or because we don't do anything, we find our students staying home, not even getting a college degree, trying to go work their way out. And, you know, I believe that college is not the key to success. I do feel like college opens up some opportunities. Having a college degree gets you into certain doors that you can't get in without a college degree. Mm-hmm. I could never get through the door of NASA or Cibervision or any research lab if I would have had a GED, right? So that piece of paper 
aka a degree, a BS degree, an MS degree. It was just a key to get inside the door. Right, but you and didn't I, have to go into debt right, to get it. Right, they have to go into debt and to get because I just had to. I just had to seek it out. It's just like I hate debt. I hate bills. I hate mortgages. I hate car notes. I'm just like, can we just pay everything with cash? <laughs> right, you know. But his, even even with that, right. Like, when we don't teach our kids certain things, like, for example, this is me personally, right? Because I was trained to pay everything in cash, I ain't have much credit. And so it affects my credit score because I'm paying everything in cash. Right. And so it's like, oh, so you mean I got to go out here and get credit to now raise my credit score. But if I'm if I'm paying everything in cash and no debt, it's like, oh, bro, your credit score going down. I'm like, that don't make sense. But it's part of this the financial, financial system, game, yep. financial game that yep. we have to learn. And so, so uh, talk to me about this program mm-hmm. and how parents mm-hmm. can join and get with you because you have so much great information. Mm-hmm. I can literally sit here and talk mm-hmm. to you all day long. So just give us all the information. Yeah, simple. I have a program called the Scholarship Roadmap and just simply go to CantisSimmons.com. Bill Cantis. K-A-N-T-I-S. K-A-N-T-I-S Simmons.com forward slash help. Let's go to CantusSimmons.com forward slash help. And once you get there, just, you know, let me know what the situation is. And what we do is try to assess where they are, the challenges that they're having, and then look at, hey, the best way to serve them. Uh, I'm all about GM plus OM plus YM and having an opportunity to be able to raise all three of those. Let's make sure we master the GM, the government's money. Let's master other people's money. Let's master your money. What can we do with the money that we currently have or and how we're using that so we can be able, be able to pay for college? So just cantissimmons.com forward slash help where people can inbox me, slide in my DM at Cantissimmons on all the social networks. And we're going to do something soon, Cantis. Oh, we already got it. We're doing this soon. I, I want to say what the name is. Then you better not. I can't say it. I can't no, say it. No, you can't. Okay, okay. All right. Thank you, Cantis. All right, you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Divorcing Sally May and send all of your money and student loan questions to divorcingsallymay at gmail.com.